Good morning. This is Disruptors podcast number 15 by Alex and Frank. Today, we are pleasured to have a guest from in my life. I met this guest uh, back in the 80s. So he's been a friend of mine a long time. And his, his name is Dennis Martinetti. And I'm sure some of the listeners that are going to listen to this podcast might know Dennis. He's been around in the industry a long time. So good morning, Dennis, and welcome. Thank you, Frank. What, what exactly do you do in the industry? I buy and sell uh, cleaning equipment and ship it all over North America. And, and when you say buy equipment, you buy uh, uh, brand new equipment or, or used equipment? I sometimes sell new equipment, but maybe 90% of my equipment is refurbished equipment. And I buy from one contractor and sell to another. I'm pretty well known in the industry. I have uh, 23,000 contacts on LinkedIn. I have a couple thousand customers in my cell phone. I, I've been around for a while. And prior to that, I spent uh, almost 30 years running large manufacturing plants then, around the country. You know, you know, me and Frank were talking uh, last week about the 80-20 rule, right? Uh, where, where people uh, uh, get 80% of their business from 20% of their uh, salespeople, 20% of their products, uh, provide 80% of your income. And we, you know, we, we were laughing, Frank and I, and we were discussing how it applies across life, this 80-20 rule. When you talk about machinery, what would you say is your 80-20 rule on the machinery that you refurbish? What type of equipment? Primarily auto scrubbers and uh, stripping machines and propane buffers. And your customer base? new and used. And who is your customer base generally? Is it supermarkets? Contractors. Contractors? Yeah, contractors are the people who buy from me. Yeah, and Frank, Frank and I, we were having a whole discussion about robots and robotics. Uh, we had a couple episodes on that. Do you see a trend in the industry going in that direction? There's a definite trend uh, going in that direction. I've seen uh, robots uh, in Walmart uh, take an inventory, which I think they do better than humans can uh, because humans aren't good at counting. And they just move along the shelf and they scan uh, six feet up in the air down to, down to the ground and they move along at about two miles an hour. I stepped in front of it and it realized I stepped in front of it. It went around me and continued on its job. I also see in Walmart and what Walmart does tends to trend in the industry. Uh, Walmart had uh, uh, a tenant T7 right-on scrubber running around the school store. Matter of fact, we have two within eight miles of us, Walmart Super Centers, and they both have the uh, tenant T7s. Um, they're, they're very effective. The problem is you still need the human being to uh, empty them, refill them, plug them in the charger. That's all gonna change. Charging can be done inductively. The uh, scrubber could go to a, an area that charges it wirelessly, and it also reconditions the battery when charged 
in that manner. So uh, that's that it, what I, I was I was uh, dealing with a company in Asia, and it's kind of funny because you mentioned tenant, but and I was having a conversation actually with one of my customers, very large customer. We were talking about uh, the um, robots and the and how Asia is much more advanced than the US is on two aspects that I think and, and that to me is, is very important. And that is size, the size of the machine itself. I think the machines are way too big uh, that are being used in the industry today. Now I know in a supermarket like a Walmart may not be an issue, but I know in airports where the people walking around or in hospitals where people are walking around, size is, is a real problem when you have this massive machine coming down the hallway. But the other thing that I found was very interesting, what you mentioned is in Asia, they have docking machines where they dock, they charge. In fact, not only do they dock and charge, but they actually dump the dirty water and replenish the clean water while it's uh, docking. That to me would be incredibly advantageous. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. You basically eliminate a person except for the original training period for the path that the robot is going to take. That must be still done by a human being. But if they're at the point, and we haven't seen that in this country yet, automatic charging and uh, emptying of the solution and refilling it. Uh, what, what tends to happen, these machines are well over $60,000, very expensive for the average contractor. Walmart has deep pockets and they can afford them. Um, the, the battery sizes will decrease drastically with the emphasis on heading toward electric cars. The battery technology will get much bigger. It'll get smaller. It'll allow more room for more solution so it doesn't have to go back to a uh, station to be emptied and, and refilled. Do you see um, a lot of uh, lithium-type batteries coming into the market? Yeah, primarily they're uh, lithium formulations. But uh, there's, there's other blends of chemicals that are actually superseding li uh, lithium. They're state-of-the-art. Uh, Tesla is a good example in this country of what can be done with battery technology. I think they're the forefront of it um, so far. And he certainly has invested the, the bucks and he put $5 billion in the factory he put up in, uh, in Nevada. Um, He's at the leading edge for this country. But I think you're right. Overseas, it's cheaper to do things over there. And they're going to be hard to beat. I think it, they'll, uh, robots will come from there for a long time. Tenants it, are made in, in China. It is, are, you, are you involved at all? Uh, you have very good information on the... Uh, the uh, machines. But I wanted to ask you, do you, have, have you had a chance... Or are you involved in buying or selling any of them? The well, I tried, I tried to sell them. Uh, $60,000 is a very uh, large amount of money. Yes. And what they tend to do, because these machines are very sophisticated, if something goes wrong with them, there's not many people around that know how to fix them. So what they tend to do rather than purchase them is they rent or lease them at 1600 plus a month. But if anything happens, 
experts are available that can get the machine running, running again and all the electronics or the module they must replace. And that's important. Yeah, you know, that's a, Frank, that's a great point because I, 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 you know, what Dennis just mentioned, one of my customers uh, was approached by a manufacturer, uh, again, not a traditional manufacturer, one is unique, you know, one is uh, more of a, like a disruptor kind of manufacturer of machineries of robots. And um, they were pushing this lease program, especially with the lithium, lithium batteries, uh, because the batteries don't die. They were pushing this uh, concept of leasing uh, and, and all-inclusive in, in, uh, in the price you know, per month was the maintenance of the programming and all that stuff. The problem was that they don't own anything after a couple of years. It's, the lease goes on forever. It's not like you own the machine after three or four years. No. Exactly. No, like a car, same thing. With a car, you have the option to buy. Yes. Right? Oh, you never have the option to buy the machine? No. No, these oh. leases go on forever. We don't have the option to buy it. So. Okay. Also, I think that uh, robots that uh, vacuum rugs and floors uh, should become pretty commonplace in the fairly near future because they're not very expensive. They actually do a better job than a human being. Um, they will be commonplace in a very short period of time. It's interesting because, uh, Frank, you know, even in retail, right? You have the Zumba. You have one, Frank. We were talking yes. about that a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Well, you have one of those vacuums that vacuum your house. Yes. I, I also know. have something because uh, I'm, I'm a disruptor. I also have something the average person doesn't have. I have a, a robot wife. <laughs> probably more dependable <laughs> somebody tells me that Frank's so wife chopped off the leg uh, off that robot I, I wanted to, I wanted to, while we have Dennis on here I wanted to be sure that the audience because Dennis is not the kind of guy to brag about himself so uh, I, I, want to, I want the audience to really know a little more about Dennis than what he's willing to share uh, not share, but he's, he's not a bragger. Uh, Dennis, uh, I, I met Dennis back in the 80s, and he was involved in uh, a, a company. What was the name of the company, Dennis? Uh, Aztec. Yeah, Aztec, who is definitely a disruptor. These are two brothers that started the company, and they were really disruptors. They were the, one of the first people that brought out the machine without a motor, like a little vacuum. Uh, a push machine to, to clean the floor and pick up the water. And it was done quick clean. Yeah, what was it called, Dennis? The quick clean. Yeah, it was a great idea. And that's when I met Dennis. And he was very involved at the time with, uh, with propane. But let me share something about Dennis that I, I admire very much personally. And anybody else would if they knew him. Uh, you heard him say how many people that he has in his network. That doesn't happen by mistake. You know, in order to build a network of the size that Dennis has, he's got to be a re very reliable, honest guy that is, is his word and, and does what he says he's going to do, or you could never build a network of that size. Because, you know, you know, it's interesting about life. At least I found this traveling around the world. And I was shared this when I traveled around the world. Frank, as long as you're honest and straight, 
you'll you'll get some people or many people to help you. You do anything crooked or be un, irre, irresponsible, and I'll tell you the word gets out overnight, and you'll have a bad reputation all over the world. That's true in America also. Dennis could have never built the network he has had he not been a reliable individual. And he's in a, in a place where reliability is extremely important. Why? Because if I buy a whole bunch of machines from Dennis and something goes wrong, now I'm going to ask a question. Get, I'm going to get to my point. Other than I want to compliment you, Dennis, I, I want to get now to, to a question. I want to ask you. So, uh, you know, I, I buy five machines, one machine, 10 machines from De you, Dennis, and something goes wrong with a couple of the machines. Do you have any, any backup service or anything? Is there any? What I do is I offer a, I offer a POTS warranty. And um, if they have something wrong, we will send the part out that will correct it. We can't absorb the labor because there's relationships between the contractor and the person that fixes the thing. And they could increase the bill tremendously uh, and unrealistically. So I don't pay for labor, but I'll pay for parts. Thank you for answering that question. Yeah, so that's good. I, I wanted people to know that, uh, you know, and so when, when you have an opportunity, if somebody calls you up and says, I have a, a group of machines that I'd like to sell, what do you do, uh, Dennis? You put it out on the network? Because I know I've received some things from you saying, Frank, I got five or 10 propane machines right now for sale. And uh, sometimes they're new, sometimes they're used. Is that how you go about it? You, you notify your um, network? I make very few outgoing calls. I mean, I putter around the yard and work on projects and a call comes in. I don't need to make calls anymore. They call me. Uh, for example, I got a call from someone I didn't know just from referral. He's going out of business. He has 17 32-inch 5680s for sale. They're about three to five, three to four years old. He's got uh, 10 34-inch advanced RST auto scrubbers, and he's got about 20 other smaller scrubbers, 20-inch. And I'm going to see them because it's in Philadelphia, just north of Philadelphia, and it's close for me. And I'll take photos of them. And I'll, um, I'll send them to people that I think might have interest in these. 5680s are very popular. It's unbelievable. I have standing orders for 5680s. Uh, I have a, a huge contractor who buys from me. Matter of fact, uh, they do about 1,500 supermarkets and government centers and, and things of that nature. Uh, they're looking to buy up to 20, uh, 20 inch scrubbers with traction drive. And I have a source for them. Uh, those I expect to send out within the next couple of weeks. He wants then, them then, as is, they're working presently. Then it's, um, do, you yes. that, do you find that now because of uh, COVID and because the, uh, the such back orders, supply problems around the uh, country, uh, has that affected, number one, more people coming to you because they can't get brand new equipment? And how about when you talk about parts, 
is it harder to get parts now because of the supply uh, problems that we're having in the country and, and across the world? Everything is harder to get and takes longer. I heard they took 60,000 truckers off the road because they had felonies. They got to be kidding. What are they doing? They're just hurting this country to do things like that. We don't need that. I've heard that Clark won't be able to issue any scrubbers, make any scrubbers, new scrubbers until October because of the supply problems. All the parts take longer. I have 14 uh, uh, 26 inch advanced uh, convertomatics going to, to Texas, and I'm having trouble getting parts for, for six of them. It's just extended everything. And the whole industry is, is like constipated presently. It's, yeah, it's I, been I terrible. I find, that, I find that too, that, um, you know, machines that we're ordering, brand new machines uh, that we're trying to get to hospitals, they're coming in like trickling. You know, it's like yeah. pulling teeth to get these machines to our customers is really frustrating. Do you see, do you feel or see anything in the, in the uh, near future uh, loosening up or do you think this is going to be a problem for a while? No, it, it'll get better, but it's going to take a while to do it. Look, uh, let's see, it's something like 46 years in a row, the Ford F-150 was the number one selling truck in the country. But the last quarter, it was the third most selling truck vehicle in the country. Both Chevrolet and Dodge bypassed it. Why? They couldn't get parts. They couldn't get semiconductors. And I know a lot about semiconductors. In the 60s, I made some very impressive electronics for Fairchild Semiconductor, including the first hot pacer uh, electronics that were implantable. I made those in 66. I, I was in the industry for, uh, for quite a while. How old are you? Uh, I, I want to interrupt you. How old are you, Dennis? Eighty-one. You and I don't feel it. I don't feel forty, Frank. You look life is just wonderful. You, you know. You know what I learned? I, I learned this from my father. My father says, "You work hard, you get reward. Make sure you work hard and enjoy it." And that's what I've done. I don't know anyone who's worked harder in his life than me and enjoyed it as much as I did. I got to Aztec, and in three months, I was out selling all 12 other Aztec salespeople. It's because I do things a little differently. I, yeah, I think yeah, about it Dennis, you're, yeah, but I'd like to add something to that. You're not only good, but you're, you see, one of the things you're saying that I can say well, along with you, I'm four years older than you are. And and uh, uh, that doesn't make me smarter than you, but we're we're pretty close in age. And the thing that we're doing mostly is we're we're we really enjoy what we're doing, which is what you just said, and that's why we're happy. That's if right. People could just find the thing that they're that they're supposed to be doing in life. And I'm talking about anybody if they could just find what they're supposed to be doing in life and they do it, they're not working. I don't think I'm working. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So yeah, we put a name on it called work, but I don't feel like when I get up in the morning, I'm working, I'm having fun. And that's what Absolutely. That's what it's all about, Frank. 
it's what it's all about. Doesn't matter how much time you devote to it or anything. If you're enjoying it, there's no time at all. No. When I ran large manufacturing plants, no one got in earlier than I did. No one left later than I did. No one put the kinds of hours. But I had thousands of people working for me. And I enjoyed it. Alex is exactly the same human being as we are. The only thing is he's That's a puppy. Good. He's a puppy, that's all. <laughs> he's a young puppy. <laughs> I'd like to be a younger puppy, to be honest. <laughs> no, Alex works just like we do. He has the same ethic uh, that we have as far as work goes. And we're, we're a great team, all three of us. It, we're, it's great to talk to somebody and have somebody on our podcast that comes from where you come from. It's wonderful. Listen, we, we're, we're out of time. I wish I All was right. not, but we try to keep our podcast to a limited amount of time, uh, not because the people that are on the podcast aren't interesting, but the, sometimes the people don't want to take the time to listen to a very long podcast. So we try to keep them as short as possible. Before we, we close here, and, and I, I, I want to give my, my friend here, Alex, to say whatever he wants to, I'd like you to give us your phone number and your, uh, your email address if for anyone to get in touch with you that would be interested in any kind of equipment. Do you, you want to give your phone number? And if you want to say it, we will also put it up on our, uh, on our podcast. When we put it up, we'll put your name and your address, not your address, but your phone number and your email address if you want us to. All right. Well, here's the thing my, with my phone number. I answer no phone calls that are not already in my cell phone, but I ask them to leave a message and I'll return it if it's a salient message. That okay. way I eliminate about 50 calls, extraneous calls a day. So it's important. So do you, want to give it, you want to give your phone number or would you prefer just to give your email address? I'll give the email address. Okay. Do that. A a Q U I X one 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 at gmail.com. Okay, that's recorded. So if they, they didn't hear it, they can listen to the recording again. And as I said, we'll put it up on the on the um, on the on the podcast so they'll see it. Because I'm positive if people are interested in equipment. They, they should at least send you an email and say, can you, do, can you get me this equipment or at least give me a price on it, whatever. And that would be I'll great. save them between, I'll, I'll charge them between 30 and 40% of what it normally goes for. And that's a delivered cost. I have discounted freight. I ship all over North America. And so life is I good. What you just said, it, whatever the price is, you add 40 and 30 and 40% to it. And that's what you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Frank. <laughs> Sounds pretty darn expensive to me. Don't you think so, Alex? <laughs> I'll save them over half of what they can find yes, it for. Yes, I understand. I don't think Alex, anyone can beat my prices. I have quite a network. Alex, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, I want to say that, Dennis, it's a pleasure meeting you. I, I heard a lot about you, and uh, I usually don't believe uh, what Frank says about other people. <laughs> yeah. But now uh, I see for the first time he was correct. And so uh, 
I, I really appreciate it. It is the first time for everything. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, you know, it's a pleasure meeting you again since I know we met uh, 20 years yeah. ago. Uh, I was nine years old when we first met, and then now uh, <laughs> you now, look like you might have been. <laughs> there you <go>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure, Dennis. It really is a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure I'm talking to you, to you fellas. And, and Frank has always been a pleasure. He's he's so innovative. Well, he definitely he's, is the real. He definitely, definitely is. So again, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Dennis, and thanks again, Frank. Okay. Thank you too, Alex, and thank you, Dennis. And uh, we love you, and we love your partner. <laughs> your second. I love my partner too. <laughs> She's brilliant. She saved. She saved the government hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, what I like about her is she got you on the on this podcast with a speaker. Well, she, she knew how to do it. Me, I'm a total novice when it comes to. I have I have uh, two computers here. I have a 50-inch television that I drive off this laptop. I have another computer having two 27-inch monitors. I'm up on technology. This podcast stuff is very new to me. <laughs> but it's interesting. Have a wonderful day and a nice weekend. You too. Okay. Yeah. Take it Bye. easy. Bye-bye.